From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 488, and today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Pretty good, my friend. How are you? I think good. Um, okay. To be determined. We'll see how this show goes. Um, All right. You know. That sounds like a threat. Yeah, it does sound like a threat. <laughs> Threatening. <laughs> I, this, I, this, I, that's I, the energy you want. I know. I am ready to... Uh, to to get after you a little bit later in this episode, uh, we're, we're just kind of to hold that thought. It's, you keep it's, it's so in my. We were head. chatting before, and Brad kept. I don't know what it is, but Brad keeps mm. saying to me like, "I'm in trouble for something," and I don't. I I have yet to understand what that might be. I guess we'll find out. We have some follow up on a state of stationary uh, conversation that yeah. came through from CY. Uh, did you want to talk about this? Yeah, so it was a. Uh, I need to go. I'm actually going to go back and listen to that episode and take some notes, just kind of see what I I said, <laughs> because like I wrote a whole bunch of notes for that episode, but then when you when you're talking about it and thinking about it, you kind of lose track of of how it's going, right? It's really hard to put all these things uh, in in your head and get it get them out in a coherent fashion, as I'm doing right now, like so wonderfully. But one of the bits of feedback I had was uh, from CY. He says, I think y'all are missing the Chinese manufacturers on innovation. I would venture to say that hundreds of thousands of new fountain pen users have been introduced to the fountain pen world thanks to their innovations in manufacturing at scale. Pen BBS, for example, introduced lots of folks to higher end filling mechanisms for less than $50, loads of mm-hmm. color options, and now nib sizes too. On the Japanese side, I'd say that the Kakuno was industry training as well on introducing kids to fountain pens. So, yeah, like one of the points I made to him was when I was considering innovation and the discussion around innovation, I didn't consider scale, right? I was thinking more of design innovation as opposed to like manufacturing scale innovation because really the only manufacturing scale innovation we're seeing right now is, hey, we're buying a ton of gold nibs and they're costing us more than ever. So we're going to charge more for them. (laughs) And that's our Mm -hmm. scale (laughs) right now. It's like, I think about Pelican when I talk about this, it's like they have to invest a lot of money in natural resources. And even at the scale that they purchase things, it's still like very, very expensive and those costs get passed on to us. But in the getting new users aspect, I like the idea that CY presents that okay, can we, are we getting more people using fountain pens because there is actually a scale, like in China, for example, to where the fountain pen market can be more widespread and does that lead, I hope that leads to actually more design and technical innovation um, with scale innovation leading that way. And his point about pen BBS, you know, is similar. And that's... Um, that's why I like brands like Twisby, right, for mm. their low-cost yep. piston mechanism and Opus for a low-cost eyedropper filler mechanism, relatively low-cost, um, compared to, you know, like if Mont Blanc came out with an eyedropper, you know, it's going to be, you know, $700,000 where you can get an Opus eyedrop filler eyedropper for, you know, $100. And you can see if this type of system is interesting and, and works well for you. So, yeah, I think this... The scale is beneficial in that it gets the product into more people's hands. And the benefit of getting it into more people's hands is then you find out the small amount of people who it registers with on a different level and they start thinking about products differently down the line, right? That's my hope. 
for manufacturing at scale is not the scale itself, but the access it gives to someone in an office somewhere who gets an idea because they were part of the receiving end of this economy of scale, but then takes that and works it through their head and actually creates something new and innovative down the line, you know, 10 years from now. So like that, I think that's a very positive thing. Mm. So that, that's the way I look at that. But, um, other than that, like the feedback, feedback was, uh, was positive, you know, it was, it was pretty tame. Like I I must've done a halfway decent job, which is a miracle in itself, Mike, that, uh, I didn't get uh, raked over the coals for much that I said last week. I thought you did a good job. Yeah, maybe we'll every, maybe you'd said a bunch of things that were wrong, but everyone just thinks you're right. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the like the person who yells the loudest is the rightest. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. You. Well, I'm always willing to admit uh, when I'm wrong or when you know my my opinion needs to be tweaked and changed. And this was a good perspective because it wasn't something that I considered, which is why I think CY came at it from just a completely different angle yeah. to what we were thinking about. But it's also very valid. Right. And that's why I was saying, like, that's why I like to do this publicly. And that's yep. why I keep myself accessible. Like, you can reach me because then we can have these conversations. It's like, hey, did you think about this? And I was like, you know what? No, I didn't. And like, I'm, I'm, I enjoy having those conversations. How's Nano Como going? <sighs> wow. So good <laughs> up until a couple days ago. Right. <laughs> I've, I've had some life events that have put a damper on my writing, it has stopped it cold. Um, for for reasons that uh, life is more important right now for me. So, um, but right right up until say Tuesday, I was going pretty good. Let me get my notes out here because I did a little calculation on mm-hmm. Tuesday um, because Tuesday was the fifteenth or the the sixteenth, whatever. We passed the fifteenth, which is the halfway point of the thirty days of November. So I've been through fifteen days. I've I had missed three days up until that point. And I had written 16,500 words in uh, 15 days. So a little over 1,000 and something mm-hmm. words per day, 1,100, whatever that means. So like I was feeling pretty good about that. And now I'm in like a, a rut of where I'll have like several zeros in a row. But like I'm not actually worried about that because I am actually enjoying this product, product, project. <laughs> Um, words are going to be hard today, Mike. You'll just have to keep me in line. <laughs> um, what I'm finding is there is no way I'm stopping what I'm doing, right? Even though I've hit a wall uh-huh. it, as far as time goes right now, right? I don't have the two, two plus hours a day that I need to, to be able to, or the mental capacity to be able to sit down and transcribe a novel. That said... After like the first three days, and I mentioned this last week, I have come to like love do the doing this. I miss when I'm not writing. I think about, you know, like if my day is going along and I'm very busy and I think about, hey, I'm pretty soon I'm gonna have this window to write and I'm gonna enjoy it, right? Like that's yeah. a that's an interesting place to be for me. Like it feels good and I'm learning things as I go about my writing, about my time management, um, I'm thoroughly enjoying the products that I'm using. You know, I've finally gotten into some 
non-fountain pens, right? Like I use the Kaweco Sport gel roller, the ombre edition that we have talked about, you know, uh-huh. probably about a year ago. I use that for a segment in the book, uh, in the writing. I've used a mechanical pencil for the first time. So I use the Wingback mechanical pencil. It's something they sent me. Um, it's a new product they got. I don't even know if it's on a Kickstarter or if they're just selling it directly, but I lo- it's a kind of a shorter stainless steel mechanical pencil knurled grip. And I love the pencil, but what I've learned from it is that my grip pressure is much, much more intense with a mechanical pencil because I'm pressing really hard to make sure the lines are dark enough, right? So I can read them as I'm writing them. And then I stopped after two pages of that, which is about 600 words. Um, And normally most pens will, I'll go for five pages, which is about 1500 words, but my hand was so tired using the pencil. And like, I learned this, right? Like I use mechanical pencils all the time, but I'm not just like constantly writing, you know, sitting down and writing for 30 minutes to an hour. What do you think the difference is? Like, why do you think one type of thing hurts more than another? In this case, I really think it's it's the the darkness of the line on the page, right? I wanted to be sure I'm getting a dark graphite line. Right, so you're pressing too hard. Yeah, whereas if I'm using a fountain pen, even if it's small, I'm using a blue or black ink most of the time. Yeah. And that, you know, that is visually easier on the eyes on this ivory colored paper or cream colored paper, I guess this probably is, than a graphite. So it, it it comes from me wanting to see the words that I'm writing. Yeah. And you just kind of do it accidentally until I got about, I was really, I noticed it pretty quick. I was about halfway through the first page. I was like, huh, you know, like the pencil itself is not bothering me, but my grip pressure is. So then I switched. Um, I wanted to, I, I kind of doubled down. I, right after that, I didn't go back to a fountain pen. I have the, uh, the tactile turn stealth uh, pen that they sent me. Um, we'll talk about that. Well, maybe I'll do a whole breakdown of that next week. Um, and it has a Pilot G2.7 millimeter refill. I was like, okay, let me go. Let me see if my idea is correct that it's just the pencil and use a standard pen, right? A gel pen instead of a fountain pen. And I wrote three pages with that pen, no problem. So it, huh. and that had us a dark black ink. And it, it really was this idea of me forcing my hand onto the page to just get this darkness you know and it's like a subconscious thing right you don't notice you're doing it yep but your eyes are telling you as you're writing it's like i want to make sure this is is dark enough for me to read so even if you're only writing with like five percent more pressure it anything like that changes how your hand and grip feels so um so yeah, I am going to try a wood case pencil soon just to see how that works for me. Um, to see, am I going to have like the same feelings of like intensity on my hand pressure as as I'm writing? Because I'll choose a little bit darker core, a little softer and darker core, and the wooden pencils are lighter anyway, and I can hold it a little bit further back. I don't know. I'm I I have a feeling I'm going to get the same results, right? Because it's almost a subconscious writing. Separate from that, I learned two things about some fountain pens that I use. One, my Nakaya Piccolo and Kikyo Blue has a stock EF nib. I can get 400 words a page on an A5 page wow. without like any pressure at all. Huh. 
So the day I used that, I only wrote three pages, but it was 1,200 words, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. You look at it, you don't think it's that much smaller than some of the other pages, but in totality, by the end of the page, that's that's what it came to be, right? It yeah. was, um, it was. I I actually noted, I noticed it. You know, I'm just kind of freewheeling my word counts, right? I'm not counting my page. I did an estimate in the beginning, and I get just over 300 words a page, no matter what pen or nib size I've been using. Uh-huh. But this one was noticeably smaller, so I made a point to stop and count. And like the first page I counted was like 408 words, and the second page I counted was like 410 words. I was like, wow, I guess I get 400, <laughs> 400 words a page in there. So I did allocate for that when I was adding. Um, the most recent pen I used, and this gets into the broader topic of what am I learning? Um, as I'm doing this, I'm learning I'm enjoying switching pens and inks a lot, right? But I don't do that on a day-to-day basis because I'm not writing this many words necessarily in a consistent fashion. So the last pen I've used was the Pilot Custom 823. And mine has a fine nib that I had ground into a cursive italic nib. And this is the best pen I've used so far. It feels great in the hand. When you're writing with it, it's like well-balanced. It's not too heavy. It's not too light. I don't use it posted, obviously. The vacuum mechanism. Not a monster. Like, yeah, I'm not a monster like that. <laughs> so the vacuum mechanism gives it a little bit of added weight but not too much to where it's a heavy pin the grip section and like barrel threads are all like very soft if it's hard to describe how that feels but like it's a smooth slightly tapered section the grip threads don't get in the way it's just exceedingly comfortable. I, I was, and the nib, this is the first nib I've used, the first modified nib I've used, right? I've used all. Oh, uh, what is this? So it's a fine nib, but I had it ground into a cursive italic, right? So it's a little bit squared off, but still small, right? Like my words are small. I haven't taken any pictures of these recently, but I'll take, I have some catch up pictures to, to put on with like, I'm going to do the Nakaya and the 823 and the pencil, um, just to show some of the differences that I've had. Um, because I've been kind of keeping track of some of my favorites as I go. And this 823, I could write the entire book with this 823. I see why this is, I mean, we already know it's such a a popular pen, and it's a pen that I rave about, and it's a pen that I love. But I love it because I heard so many good things from other people who were using it before me. And, you know, this is uh, the Neil Gaiman pen that, you know, a lot of people talk about. Like, he writes some of his his work with, and it's just good. It's, It's just good. I... I, I dare to say it's probably one of the best bang for your buck pens on the market, even though it's like very expensive. You know, it's around $300, mm-hmm. give or take, uh, I believe. I don't know if the price has really increased. I haven't looked. But based on all the other prices of other things increasing, this becomes almost best pen in any category for like a hardcore fountain pen user. Like it's it's just that good, that quality of a product. So I've been loving that. Um so that's led me into kind of the last little topic on NanoRimo, and that's the the using of things. And I am just searching not searching, searching's the wrong word. I am just avidly going through my collection 
of pens and wanting to ink up literally everything that I have. But I ran into a problem, Mike. Um, I, I pulled a trick straight from the Mike Hurley playbook. Okay. I went I went to ink up a pen. I was like, oh, um, look I'm at this. I'm already Mike. unhappy with the categorization mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. You inked up the pen and it was perfect and you loved it and you had a great time mm. and everyone was happy. Mm, it didn't exactly go that way. <laughs> so I was like, oh, <laughs> I haven't inked up my 1911 standard tangerine. So the, the small 1911 tangerine in a while. And I've always in l- loved that smaller size pen, right? It's a great writing pen. So I was like, okay, this one's going into the rotation. So like I, I when I got the 823, I pulled out the Montegrappa Mia, which is about to go in the rotation. And then I pulled out the 1911, which I wanted to ink up. So I unscrewed it, go to ink it up, and guess what I find? A cart, a converter stained with dried out ink that I've somehow stored without cleaning, which I never, ever, yeah. ever do. Uh-huh. I and all I could think about was, this is one of Mike Pen- Mike's pens that he's left inked for a year. This is unacceptable. Just like now, I know how you feel. I about never have how this. Some though. of these. <laughs> this never happens to me where I'm like, oh, here's a pen that I like. Oh, whoops, I left it for a year and it's all dried up. This never happens. They all get used. They just have ink in them for a really, 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 really long time. But they get used. So this doesn't. I don't have this sensation of, oh, no, it's all dried up. Well, I mean, that's this sounds like a location argument to me, Mike. Like mine was actually put away. Yours is theoretical. I, I mean, away. like air quote used because it's not put away it's in yeah. the big the big well, that's the block of hack. madness that's the life hack isn't it you don't put never put them away and then <laughs> they get used and they don't dry up you see so right before the podcast today i it i tried to clean it out as best i can so it's sitting there soaking for me to uh to check back out after i had to disassemble the converter it was just it was just all caked up and gunked up that never happens the to only me. the only like, pen ever. that that has ever happened to me on genuinely is the pikachu lummy safari where i had i think it was a, the pilot yellow ink in it and it just all crusty mm. and stuff and i didn't want to yeah. do it it's like yeah. i was like oh i don't want and i did do it i cleaned it all out and i put mm-hmm. one of the sailor ink studio inks in it instead which is better to it but yeah. so i have had that so i will say that's the only time i've ever had that where it's like it's got all dried and crusted and mm-hmm. terrible and, and that's gross. that's funny that you say that because this was an orange ink it actually might have even been fire on fire and those mm. yellow yellow orange red inks are going to be are, are the crusty ones right yeah those fire on fire can get them. like that mont blanc lucky orange gets like it too so i have to oh keep my that's eye a on. different level that's a different level that's like it's the, the ink fire is basically on fire solid. yeah is the greatest ink in the world yep. is like crusty wise compared to lucky orange and i i use lucky orange it's great but you don't use that pen for a week you're it's just it's growing stuff yep Nice. Yeah. Tasty. So that's my update. I actually have, I'm staring at three new pens I want to ink up. Um, it, it's fun that I, I'm thinking about like re- future review pens, right? Like I always try to test things out some before I review them. So this is a good way with the uh, the Nano Como copying, uh, inking up pens, you know, testing out new inks and pens as I go. So you're finding out something really interesting here, to mm-hmm. be honest, which is like, the I don't know if we would have suggested that the custom eight twenty three would have been so good for this job. Like this is like mm-hmm. a different thing that you're working out here. I think which is yep like how like endurance like for yes. endurance which is like a different 
could be an interesting yeah. thing to to include into reviews like yeah and like i test. mentioned i mentioned last week that like my physical endurance is changing as i go through this like i remember the first few days i would just complain about my my wrist and my grip and my fingers and you know you know how if you grip something for too long like you can't you know release out your fingers they get all stiff and like the physical aspects of my hand have have improved to um to better better handle my writing that you're becoming stronger every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm, unstoppable mm-hmm. yep all right this episode is brought to you by pen chalet they sell authentic amazing rollerballs fountain pens ballpoints mechanical pencils refills inks converters accessories everything you're looking for they've got it and they are an authorized dealer of all of your favorite brands pen chalet believe in giving you the very best service that they can so they make it fast they make it reliable and they do uh free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S., but they sell internationally. You can ship all over the world. And they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high-quality products that they offer to you at the lowest prices that they can. Pen Chalet is running special discounts twice a month, close-out specials as well, as well as adding new styles of products. You're always going to find new pens, new stuff over at Pen Chalet, so it's always worth checking back in. So go right now to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PENADDICT for this week's special offers and also to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. What's jumping out to you this time, Brad? Big Benu party over here. Oh, at Big Benu Energy over Big Benu Energy. So there's several models that I love here. My favorite Benu model is the Euphoria, which I have reviewed on the blog. That wow. one is going to be one the uh, that I will be inking up to these, uh, these use pens, in the book. They really are very striking. Like yeah, they they're do not, not for everybody. That, yeah, but they don't look like anything else. Like if right. you want to have a pen, like genuinely, like if it's something you want is I want to have a pen that looks like a pen that nobody else has, you can go get a Bennu. Yeah, I tell this story a lot, and I've tell, I'll share it again. When I would work at pen shows for Van S, and we'd have you know tons of ink and tons of pens, I would if we had Bennu pens, I would sell more Bennu pens to people than any other than like all the other pens combined. It's huh. just it's a really cool pen that comes in all these wild materials and wild shapes. So like the Briolette is just like a crazy price right now. Um, it's kind of the smaller torpedo shape one. Yep. And then that goes in huge contrast to the Grand Scepter, which may be the most, one of the most popular. Uh, this Benu is my favorite sizes. design yeah. of them, to be honest. Yeah. This one passed through my hands and I sent it on to Sarah. But when I got it, I was like, I, I could get into this. And then I kept the Euphoria for myself to review. It's actually the most traditionally shaped, but has all the, the Bennu wild features in there as well. And then they have the Bennu Supreme, which I've never tried, uh, which is their more, <laughs> the most nor- normal looking. And I mean that in, in the best way possible. Um, they, these pens are wild. These are great prices. They are eminently enjoyable. I love my Bennu pen. Um, and I, I think they're fantastic. Um, one more thing I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Mike, the Stipula Netto patented filling system, pen care, uh, <laughs> filling <laughs> ink, uh, ink pot, uh-huh. um, that you can get at, uh, just an uh, amazingly low price. So if you want to go check these out for yourself, go to P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T, penchalet.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PenAddict. Our thanks to Penchalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. 
So how's Nox shipping going? <laughs> it was going great up until this week happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I had finally, I'd gotten down to like 150 orders, which I'm pretty happy about. And then I just hit the wall, what, Tuesday? Monday, Monday maybe is when I, or whatever. One day early this week, I was like, I, I finished my day. I was like 150 left. I was like, yeah, I can probably get these done like in the next week, 10 days. And then I've just hit the wall since then. But I should have time this weekend to catch that up. And I have received the kind of final batch of goods from the factory. So I'm going to have some some big inventory updates for a couple oh. of products, like a couple hundred more cases, like lookouts and pencil cases, some things that sold out early. So this um, is I'm, stuff that you had to pay to get released. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So they it was already built and they just hold it. Like it's just, it's how the, that business Branson. works. So yeah. yeah, they, no, they just hold it <laughs> <laughs> and set until I build the whole order. They go uh-huh. ahead and build everything, say if it's 500 cases and then I'll say, okay, ship me 150 and then in two weeks they'll send me another, whatever right. I want. They'll just send me whatever after the big batch is made. So yeah. So I have those in. So what's going to happen is once I finish this round of shipping and get to just, you know, a handful of orders coming in a day left. Um, I will re-inventory the whole shoot and match and we'll kind of have one more big round of uh, final send-off stuff. And uh, then, you know, we'll see where we're at from there. That may be the time where, you know, the site, you know, everything is listed as sold out and then we'll have like maybe a last hurrah in Atlanta next year, something like that. Mm-hmm. With it, anything else I can, I can scrape up and... Um, you know, all the things, all the one-offs and two-offs that it doesn't really benefit to put on the website at this point. So, um, it's, everything's been going really good as far as that goes. You know, it's just put me behind because there was so much love for uh, all of our cases. And I appreciate everyone, uh, appreciate everyone's uh, kind words and, and I uh, hope everyone's enjoying their cases. Says you're never going to get rid of it all. Every time you no. sell out, there's always going to be more. You're just going to be you're going to be closing this company out for the rest of your life. <laughs> I I know it's not going to happen until next year. So, yeah. but uh, it it's going as good as as I hoped. Other than just you know the shipping's taking a long good time, stuff. and I appreciate everyone's patience has been excellent. It's so. slow. It's just a slow process when you've yeah, got one, yeah. one person shipping out hundreds of orders. Like it's yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And this isn't like like a prepackaged good that I can just do in bulk. I'm still like literally inspect every case, mm-hmm. right? That's the time process. That's one like what's one of those proud things about knock that we did is how we do our QC and yep. it's it's just time consuming, right? It it just is. Like I'm physically touching and inspecting every case. Um still to this day, wouldn't have it any other way. So last week um we were sponsored by uh Kenro Industries. And mm-hmm. we were talking. You about were sponsored the... by them. No, we both were. <laughs> I mean, it all came around and went around by the end for me, anyway. Uh, and they we, they were showing off the Estabrook Pink Sands. This is not uh-huh. part of that. Like the reason we're right. talking about it is because I have one. Um, you purchased one. I purchased one because I was really intrigued by it, and I wanted to see it. And mm-hmm. there was so few of them. I was kind of like. Well, there's only, only made fifty, right? And uh, want to show it's, it's all sold out now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's sold out that day, says. I believe. My, I ordered it on Wednesday and it arrived on Friday, which I do I, I not understand that. how they did that. Like, I was that, shocked to see this in the show notes today. Put it that way. I uh, will. I did have a funny thing too, where it 
kind of went missing for a few hours. So it was FedEx <laughs> delivering it. And they said mm-hmm. they'd delivered it, but they had uh-huh. not delivered it. Like Oof. they said they left it outside the front door. It was not left outside the front door. And then a few hours later, like, you know, I checked the mailbox and stuff. A few hours later, Adina checked the mailbox again and a slip had arrived in the mailbox and said it was left mm. to someone else. It was really weird. I don't know what happened. I feel like maybe well, that- the driver had a target and just said that they delivered it <laughs> and then just brought it yeah. later on in the day, which was yeah. strange. That's just how fast it was. Like it, it, it yeah, unbelievable. It, it broke. It broke uh, the space time continuum. It shipped out on Wednesday, I think, which was what. But anyway, so like, uh, but the reason I was concerned about this specifically is there was only fifty of them. If one was lost, there was now only forty nine, yeah. right? So it was like right. a bit of a concern. So I would say overall, like body of the pen kind of looks feels as i would imagine it's like my other sd you know like mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know what they call their acrylic kind of pattern but it's kind of like i don't know, like broken classy type yeah look. kind of mo- mosaic-y mosaic kind of is a good thing. one yeah so yeah. it's got that similarness to it the color is it's very vivid um it's it, it's it, i would say is more of it's definitely more of a coral pink like the mm-hmm. The, the body of the pen itself and it feels Definitely. great but the reason i bought this is for the nib right so the mm-hmm. nib has got this coating on it which it's it i was it's difficult to describe like it's it's a kind of rosy goldy pink color i think is probably the best way to to describe the color of the nib itself mm-hmm. um and so yeah it looks fantastic i mean and it works just as great as in, as my other book um, and so I was just really intrigued by this nib and it honestly looks to me like it's kind of like a, I don't know if this makes any sense, but it's like they made the nib out of some kind of pink material, like gotcha. how a gold nib looks like it's made out of gold, right? Right. This looks like it was made out of something. It doesn't look like they painted it. It doesn't look like it was like anodized, you know, or mm. whatever. Like it really has a look to it that it was made from something and that something just so happened to be pink in color. Yeah. So it's very impressive. That's a um, very positive comment I take. Yeah. Uh, like I, it, a, take, a takeaway. That's a very positive takeaway, I think. Yeah. Like it doesn't look it was plated. It doesn't look like right. it was colored. Like what is it? Rhodium? Is that it? Rhodium? There's like a, a what am I, I thinking of here? I mean, there's rhodium plating on like mm. the pins that I get, like my Nakaya that's sitting right here. Like it's a, anything that's silver looking on a gold nib is usually rhodium plated, but yeah, it feel, looks I, natural. I feel like oh, I might have had like a, a Franklin Christoph nib once, which was black, mm-hmm. and it looked like they'd applied something. To yes, the, to traditionally a lot of the black nibs. There's been some improvements in that technology and that process. But yeah, when you and I were initially buying black nibs, you know, after about the fifth time you've used them or cleaned them, you it starts you start to get like gray and it like starts to rub off and things like that. It was more really like because again, I don't know how I've only had this for a few days. Really, I don't know how it's going to hold up over time. I'm I'm, I'm super yeah. intrigued. You know, there was like a care note in there where it's like, all right, just. Be gentle when you clean it. Don't use uh, like shimmery inks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, honestly, that, I feel like abrade it. every pen says that, right? And I understand, <laughs> right? Because like the 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 um, 
the margin of what is a shimmer ink, you know, like mm-hmm. is, is wide. And so I think it's probably just mm-hmm. in everyone's best interest to be like, I'm not covering that. <laughs> your like, warranty has been voided. If you're putting solid things into the ink, like <laughs> uh, this isn't, I'm not going to, you know, this isn't for me. So I, I don't right. hold that against any pen maker that, that says that, to be honest. Um, so yeah, uh, but like with those, with those, the, the the like the black nibs that had in the past, it looked like someone had put something on the nib. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's been coated. Oh, totally. This does yeah. not look like a coating at all. That's what I find so impressive about it. So I'm really intrigued. Obviously, this was difficult and or expensive because mm-hmm. they only had fifty of them, and I feel like yeah. that was one hundred percent a thing of like this is how many nibs we can get. Like the right. ca- the, the the nib care card was from Heinz Nibs. They put that in the box, right? Right. So that came from them explicitly. So, yeah, I chose a Sailor Ink Studio 731, but I'm not sure this was the right choice. So it's like a... Is that like an a, orange? No, it's a. It's like a vividy pink. It's like a pinky. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure. I think this might be a contrasting color pen, actually. Okay, like, sure. It's so pink. I don't think I want pink ink, but I don't know what to have yet. Like, for example... My uh, 1911 Wicked Witch mm-hmm. is all purple, right? Right. Uh, and I have a green ink in it because one, yeah, that fits that's so exactly great what I Wicked do. Witch. But like, I think I might, I think I might go for like a maybe a really bright blue or yellow with this, so it's yes. like corally still. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of getting an ink which is themed for this rather than matching. I don't think the matching is working for me from a visual perspective. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Theme, theme as a theme to appropriate match, but... ink. But yeah, like it does, it does match, but it's not matchy matchy, right? It's like a, it's a coordinating ink. And also because the, there are two, technically like two pink colors going on here, like the body and the nib, they are like they match, but they're both two different types of pinks. And we're adding a third; it's too many. It's too many pinks. It's yeah, too many yeah, shades. I can it's see that. Starting to clash. Yeah, I think your bright blue would be good. Like your blue I think so too. There's like this that. one of the Sailor Ink Studio inks that we have, which is a really bright blue. I I love it. Um, let me see if I can work out which one it is. I know it's in my, it's in one of my kind of uh, the one forty one. Mm-hmm. Is really beautiful. It's like it, it looks like the ocean, like a bright blue ocean. So yeah, might go I with think that that's one. The call. That's the call. Well, good. I'm glad you like it. Every time I click on the links, I'm like, man, that's a good looking pen. It's a so, great looking uh, pen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm genuinely really it. happy that I had the curiosity. Um, because, yeah. You know, like uh, they sponsor the show, uh, and and so you know, you could, I I suggest take it with a grain of salt. But what I'm about to say, yeah, I really sure. love these Estabrook pens. I think yeah. the SD is an excellent pen. Um, and so if I, I do recommend like if you find one that you like the aesthetics of, it's worth going in on. I, I think they're yep. great. And I think they're doing really interesting stuff, which actually brings me to something that I wanted to ask you about. I yep. saw a review for the Edison Gold Spot Newark Orion Nebula Diamond Cast, which is mm-hmm. quite possibly the longest name of any <laughs> pen that I have ever seen. Um, and that's because there seems to be quite a lot going on here. Like mm-hmm. there's like three different companies that have come together to produce this pen. That's exactly right. Yeah. And what I wanted to ask you is the diamond cast material that this pen is made from, mm-hmm. is that the same material that Edison is uh, that Estabrook is using? That's correct. So okay. the diamond cast is uh, from McKinsey Pen Works, and that's who makes the diamond cast material. 
So, you know, there's different, you know, just like if you have a, a Brooks, you know, primary manipulation, you know, there's right. different recipes, you know, there's different, different recipes for, you know, each diamond cast material and different, you know, yeah. concoctions and I things. I just, like, I don't know why, I, I thought that diamond cast was an Estabrook thing. I didn't know that nope. they were buying it from someone, but that makes a lot of sense because it's, comparing it to Jonathan makes, because Jonathan makes his materials for lots of different pen manufacturers. Right. I just didn't know that. I didn't, I, I, I don't know if I've been sleeping on this, but I don't think I'd heard of Mackenzie Penworks or it hadn't logged in my brain. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and maybe I didn't explain it well enough to you just to say that yeah, this is this is like a someone making this product and um then other, you know, pen manufacturers using uh their products to manufacture their pens just like um you know, what the the Tanzanite Esterbrook I have. I forget the exact name of it that I that I that I really love. One of the first ones that they did in the first batch was a kind of a teal green and blue one which came out great and then this one, the Orion uh Nebula which is in the the Edison Newark, which is Goldspot's <laughs> model. So yeah, there's three different things going on with this pen. It is one of the best pens I've bought in a long time for my personal use. So like this is like again, this is kind of like Mike saying huh. Goldspot sponsors the Pen Attic blog, and but I bought this pen from them. You know, yeah, like so you know, the, regular the, price. This Pink Sands, I paid my own money for that. They didn't yeah. send me that. Which right, is kind right, of funny. Right. I ended up probably in the hole, honestly. Yeah, on right. that one. So, right. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so yeah, like I just purchased this as normal. You know, I have a ten percent off code at Gold Spot, and like that's what I. That's how I got this pen. Mm -hmm. But it's just cool. Um, one of the reasons I bought it, aside from the looks, which we'll we'll circle back around because that's what I think gets a lot of people is the shape of the pen. So I love a pen model called the Edison Beaumont. It's one of their original models, and it's a smaller-sized pen. Um, not a small pen, but in the scope of all of their fountain pen shapes, it's one of the smaller ones that's not considered like a mini-sized pen. It's thinner, um, shorter, lightweight. And the Newark is just a slightly bigger version of the Beaumont and I had some comparison picks in the review and you can see and they're both lightweight pens and having that shape that I know works so well for me and then ramping it up with a material like the Orion Nebula I tried not to buy this pen like this is how my process goes these days and I talk about it a lot is like something comes on my radar and I like fall in love with it immediately. And then I just, I don't do anything, right? I just think about it for a while. I don't run and push the buttons like you did <laughs> last week. <laughs> Jamming buttons just fast as you Sometimes you have can. to do things for science. And science sometimes you do. Sometimes expediency. you do. So I, what I did was I actually bought one of these to give away in the Panatic for Panatic members. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to buy one for me too. <laughs> so the material, the, the images I, that you have is really beautiful. It really, the colors look so great. Yeah. They, like this, this is kind of one of those pens that just ticks all the boxes for me. It's kind of like, it's really got everything. This is why, also why I love like steel nibs. Like I don't need a gold nib to feel like the most satisfaction I can get in a pen having a gold nib. Like I can love a pen, even if it has a steel nib, like it's not a downgrade to me because the writing experience really, really works for me with steel nibs and the firmness of steel nibs. And it's, 
the the material is one of those that you just have to stop and look at the pen every now and then because like you'll be writing away and it's like oh let me let me spin this around in my hands and and check out all the magic that's happening here it's a really spectacular material in a pen shape that i love and you know just the way it, it feels when i write so yeah it was um it was an all-around winner for me personally i i'm a i'm a big fan of this pen this is mm-hmm. going to be this is a I'm trying to think of all the pens I've bought this year, which is not that wow. many. Like there's two that really stand out as kind of like the top of the heap and like heavy rotation pens. And that's this pen. And then the, uh, the blizzard of Visconti homo sapiens. This is a big surprise to me. I mean, like cause the way you described it, it feels like it might've been too small and or light for me. Yeah. A lot of people don't like the Beaumont shape because it's smaller and lighter, but I've always leaned towards those smaller, lighter pens, despite the fact that I was just raving about how the 823 writes, which is, I'd say that's above that, that teeters on the large size of pens. It's maybe not right. like the biggest, but you know, that's enjoyable too, but there's just something about these smaller pens that really clicks with me. And, um, the Newark shape is, is definitely one of them. Yeah. I think this is cool. Cause I feel like I don't hear about Estabrook pens as much anymore. So like, I'm, I'm really yeah. pleased to hear that you've got a new one that, or Edison pens. That's what I meant. Edison mm-hmm. pens. I get clearly, those, I get those Edison, Estabrook and SD. Com- Trust just me. like I, oh, it must be. It's yeah. worse for you, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I, I mix yeah. those up so much. Um, yeah, I feel like I haven't heard about a, a new good Edison in a while. Like mm-hmm. they were all the rage. If you, you know, a, yes, a number of years ago, because they were doing something that really nobody else was doing. They were like the innovator of the acrylic, like and the acrylic. And filling systems like Brian yeah. Gray really like leaned yeah. into unique filling systems yep. and still still offers all those unique filling systems. So, One day I'll uh, get mine repaired. One day I will get mine yep, repaired. Yep, yep. Uh, but what I wanted to ask you about for this pen, the yeah. the the Newark Orion Nebula Diamond Cast, is about the price. Yes, it's a premium mm-hmm. with the diamond cast material. Um, so the stock, what you would think of as a stock Edison is like the basic acrylics like you were talking about so the stock acrylics which are still beautiful like a beautiful just standard acrylics or 169 which is a great price honestly like for like custom made like you know small batch manufacturer pens with steel nibs like that's the price right that's what this range you see a lot of people in this price range it's a great price so the upgrade is what so that's 65 66 dollars um, of an upgrade that's you know a third of the pen, the original pen costs or so um is it worth the upgrade i mean for me it wasn't even in consideration although before this one released i almost bought the green one there's a there's a green newark and just the standard acrylic because i like the, again it's a shape thing for me it's a pen shape thing um but yeah like you have to think about the diamond cast premium because it's it's an ultra premium price point for this pen the Esther Brooks are an ultra premium price point like they go from like what 170 to around 300 if not more because it's a bigger wider pen right the the Esther Brooks especially the oversized it's a wider diameter longer pen so it requires more material right so there's an even bigger percentage upgrade um so that's just a personal thing. You have to decide is it is it worth the upgrade. So this one was two twenty five, and like, I, I mean, everyone's different. I didn't blink. Like it was a non consideration for me. 
the the difference in price like i just thought it was just easily worth it like not even questioning mm. any to me they were the same price <laughs> if that makes sense i i don't know how to explain it other than that um the the it felt worth that extra premium for that material and that was the least of my consideration was that price difference all right, this episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they have got you covered. They do this by combining cutting-edge design with world-class engineering to make it easier than ever for you to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has all of the tools that you need to create a beautiful, modern website. You start with one of their beautiful, professionally designed templates, use drag-and-drop tools to make it your own and customize the look and feel settings all the products you have on sale basically everything with just a few clicks and all of squarespace's websites are optimized for mobile as well so they're going to look great on every device you get free unlimited hosting top of the line security there's nothing to install patch or upgrade you get access to 24 7 customer support you can grab a unique domain name and take advantage of seo and email marketing tools and so much more squarespace can let you do anything you want to do with a website, whether you want to announce an upcoming event, promote a business, publish your blog post, publish your artwork, or even just take the idea that you have and give it a place online so people can find out more about it. Squarespace has everything you need to make this a reality. It's why I've used them. It's why Brad's used them for decades, now, over a decade, but, uh, mm-hmm. both of us. So it really is just the place to go if you want to put something online. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash penaddict. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code penaddict and you will get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of the penaddict and Relay FM. All right, I did a I did a review on my Squarespace blog earlier this week, Mike. Like like the uh, Diamond Cast from last week. As passionate as I am about talking about that, Edison X Goldspot Newark Orion Nebula Diamond Cast, Mike. I love gel ink pens, especially microtip gel ink pens from Japan, and I want the Secura Ball sign to be one of the next great pens but it's not there it's not there i hadn't realized but, until you <clears throat> said it when you said it out loud i realized how much i hate the word bowl sign uh, it's really it bad wasn't so much of an <laughs> issue when i read it but when it's mm. said out loud i do not yeah. like it yeah and this is a ball sign id right so that's a whole different you know you go to id uh, the bowl calculus sign, what's the point mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah but this is Secura's once again repeated attempts at getting breaking ground in the gel ink pen market. Um, a very tough competitive landscape that is dominated by Pilot, Uniball, Zebra, and Pentel, right? I don't know that anyone would argue that those aren't the top four gel pen manufacturers and then you have this whole subset of manufacturers that is just kind of picking at the crumbs of whatever those big players right you know leave behind you know your secures your otos your Raymays, your whoever um you know and i kind of want one of these pens to make a difference in you know kind of like nip at the heels a little more this one's close it's not there like i I think there were some inconsistencies in the refill, 
Um, but they have changed. They have made a barrel that works, and they have a refill and an idea for the inks that works, right? The ball sign ID uses... Ball sign. Ball sign. Lennon Toolbar. <laughs> uses the mix of black plus a color ink, right? So that's black and purple, black and red, black and brown, black and green, black and blue, right? That's a very cool thing to do these days. And it's a 0.4 tip and it writes really well. It kind of writes like a Uniball RT1 refill. And it's it just needs a little bit of tweaking. Like it's a little expensive for a little bit lower quality barrel. I feel like they do something which none of the their competition does really. Mm-hmm. And they have a metal clip, but then they don't match the nose cone of the pen with that um, metal um, st- same aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. Some pens have a plastic clip and a plastic nose cone. Like, that's fine. Some pens have a metal tip and a metal nose cone where it matches. This has a metal clip and then a plastic nose cone that doesn't look like it fits the quality of the rest of the pen. So, like, I really overanalyze these cheap gel ink pens because I think the market is interesting. It's like if Secura could, like, tighten this up, like, five or ten more percent, like, this could be, like, a really good, like, competitive pen. I I don't think it's there yet, but you can tell by how I talk about it and how I review it that I really want, (laughs) I want them to do something (laughs) to, like, to, like, you know, like, poke, poke the bear at the top, if you will. But, I mean, Secure is a big enough company on their own for their other products, so this is, this is, like, a sub product for them, almost. Like, they're, you know, they're the Secure Pigma Micron people, right? Like, that's kind of their deal. And I'm sure they sell, like, tens of thousands more Jelly Roll pens than they do this pen, right? Because that's what the kids buy. Um, But this is, like, that office supply core pen that all the other competition has on lock. Um, And this is kind of their attempt at that. And I, I just see it like it's close and like I want these types of things to continue to like be a thing and improve. Um, I wouldn't rate it above any of the other pins that I mentioned yet, but man, it's close. Like it's getting there. It's like, come on, Secure. Like I'm, I'm trying to pump you up here. It's like, you're close. You are really, really on the right path here, but uh, there's some changes you need to make. All right, let's finish out today's episode of a couple of Ask TPA questions. The first one comes from Nibs on Point, who asks, I just found my first fountain pen from almost 30 years ago. I remember Mike's first fountain pen from the show, which was the Yikes fountain pen of all knowledge, in case you like <laughs> a memory. What was Brad's first fountain pen? I wouldn't bet my last dollar on this being my first because I think I had like a platinum preppy. You know, I I tried like the the platinum preppies and the pilot varsities, like your disposable types before when I was just testing things out. But the first one that I remember kind of reviewing and kind of trying to decide if this is a thing, and I remember not even like totally liking it at the time, was this uh, Lamy Safari, and it had like this chartreuse barrel. I think it would might have been a limited edition at the time. And the review's up on the blog. I'll have to go find it. But it has to be that pen. And there were fountain pen reviews before that. But that's the one that sticks in my mind as my first. Because at the time, like, the Platinum Preppies or the Pilot Varsities, like, didn't really leave, like, a, a mark on me, right? But the Safari did because at the time I didn't get it, right? It didn't, like, click with me. And, like, I'm sure that review says as much, like... There was no like, oh my gosh, this is it type of thing. It was like, okay, 
y'all wanted me to try a fountain, like a real fountain pen. I did. And it's a pen and I'm just going to stick with my gel pens. I think was probably kind of how the review went. And this is me not even recalling it from probably, I don't know. It's probably been 10 years ago at this point. Um, I'll, I'll was find the, it and put it in the, the show model notes. Num- name again? I don't know. It's like this bright yellow green. It's like a chartreuse looking um, color, but I don't know the right. official name of it. I probably just did like Lamy Safari fountain pen review, but so we'll just have to look at the date. And, um, but that's what I consider like my first fountain pen. And I right. don't have that one anymore. I ended up giving it to someone. Um, I kind of wish I, I did have it, but uh, not a big deal. But that's, Do you want me to that's... read this? It's not very long. Yeah, yeah. All my reviews were really short fun. back then. Okay, go ahead. All right. So many readers of this blog are fountain pen fans and have been trying to get me on the bandwagon for the longest time. This is from t- November 24th, 2008. Well, the oh, time wow. has come Longer. to get my seat ready because I am really enjoying this Limey Safari mm. I ordered from JetPens a couple of weeks back. Fountain pens always look beautiful and interesting to me, but I had stayed away mostly because I felt I didn't have much use for them. What good was spending that much money on a pen that was just going to sit in a drawer and collect dust? If you couldn't tell by the majority of my reviews, I'm a micro-tip ink pen fan. Fountain pens are big and messy, right? But the more I read about them, and the more I thought that I could get proper use out of one, and the Lime Safari looked right up my alley. In looking at the models available, this lime green body with chrome clip, that's the model, really caught Mm. my eye. And as good as it looks on a web page, it's even better looking in person. The plastic barrel is sturdy and looks like it could take a pretty good beating and Mm. any other concern I had with fountain pens. I also wasn't sure what nib size to order, but this one came with a fine nib and that's working out great for me. I think any nib size larger than that would be out of my comfort zone. And the next one I order, yes, there will be more, will have an extra fine nib. As expected, the ink flow is excellent and the writing experience couldn't be smoother. I'm going to have to tweak my writing style a bit to get the best use out of the pen. Uh, spoiler alert, Brad, you didn't. Looking at the image here, you, you look exactly the same. Uh, I'm going to tweak my writing style a bit to get the best out of this pen because one thing I found is that my normal writing style and angle, my south to north strokes, come across the nib a bit uh, and mm. I lose the ink on occasion. Ah, uh, you may have moved, changed it a bit. Nothing yeah. I can't correct, and heck, maybe having a fountain pen will make me want to work on my cursive handwriting again. Overall, I couldn't be happier with my first oh. non-disposable fountain pen purchase, and unfortunately for my wallet, I think there'll be more to come. Oh, little <laughs> did he know. <laughs> what a review from young Bradford. Man, that, that's like November 24th is next week. That's yeah, kind of fun. Two, 2008. 2008. Mm-hmm. So that was one year into the blog because the blog started a year before that, like right around 13, that 13. Oh, my God. 13 years ago. <laughs> I'm pleased yeah, we're coming up that. on the Yeah, we're coming up on the 14th anniversary. I want to say like the anniversary date's like November 29th. Right. So this will be the 14th anniversary coming up uh, here in a couple weeks. So yeah, that was good. That was good. Like I was, I was more positive on it than I recall. I, I got most of the details right, except I was a little bit more positive there. Yeah. Um. That that there would be more in my future, and you know, you it escalated. Into it. It, yeah, it escalated a little bit. <laughs> and TJ asks, this is a longer question. Yeah. Now that I'm almost a year into my first fountain pen ownership, I realize that I'm starting to need to learn different things. For example, I've gotten to the point now where I have a lot of pens, a lot for me, about six, and I don't use them all every day. 
Recently, I saw some articles that said you should store fountain pens horizontally and definitely not with the nib or tip pointed down. Is that accurate? I'm willing to believe it, but I had assumed that storing them nib down made it easier for the ink to stay in the nib so it would be more likely to write after not being used for a while. Yeah, logically that makes sense, right? Yep. So nib down would lead to that, but it leads to other issues as well, such as like pooling uh, in the feed to where if you have it stored nib down that the when you get the, the pen out to write it, it's going to really just kind of like spew all over the page. Bleh. So horizontally is the best. Um, you will get other people to swear by other um, other ways, but I don't store my fountain pens that are inked any way other than horizontally. I store um, them nib up. And Mike stores them nib up, which you're just like, that's fine too. Like there's no wrong answer, but you're going to have to manage things. Yep. Um, Sometimes my pens need a minute, right? Like right. They need so a Mike, yeah. Mike has to plan on priming his pens. Like if he picks one up that he hasn't used in a week, it's probably going to take a second to start writing, right? Like that's that's the the sacrifice that he makes for that. Um, if you leave them nibbed down, you're going to have to like you might want to start on a paper towel to suck out all the ink that's just kind of pulled in the feed. Like it's not going to run out the nib or anything yep. like that. That's not it, that's not going to be the problem. But the problem is you might just have like a heavy application of ink like for your first few lines because it's not balanced. Um, One of the things that made me comfortable to store my pens like this was we were Mm -hmm. at one pen show. It was one of the early pen shows. A very good friend of the show, Thomas Hall, Mm -hmm. he was showing me a pen and it wasn't starting. And he Mm -hmm. aggressively shook it. Yeah. Like took the end of the pen and just (laughs) put the cap on and just one big like bang right like just like ah yeah and then it started mm-hmm. writing and then i was like well yep. if thomas is gonna do it i'll be <laughs> to do it yeah yeah so you know there i'd say 80 percent of people are gonna say horizontally mm-hmm. and then there's room for other options for other reasons yeah i don't just, like how much, just how much space they take up when they're horizontal yeah right that's that's, totally. that's why i store vertical and i still if you are going to store vertical you should store vertical up, nib up. Honestly, to be honest, most of the vertical storage solutions, if you're using fountain pens, only work that way because yeah. you, the cap is too large to go in, say, the slot that they've created in the Right, right. Yeah, I would have nib down would be like only in case of emergency. Like that actually makes me nervous to store a pen. I'll tell you when I, I do. I, like, it would make me anxious. My a nib pen up, well, I could do. My pen, my, my, the, the, my pen well craftsman that I use, mm-hmm. but that's like... Because that's in use. I don't when right. I'm when I'm finished writing notes, I take it out and put it away. But like right now, I have my um, my Pink Sands Estabrook in the Penwell Craftsman because I'm using it, and it's just like right. it's where I put the pen for the time being. But then and I don't when know I'm why that today, that angle away. makes me feel more comfortable <laughs> than just like straight vertical. I, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Even though it's the same same effect, <laughs> but I wouldn't leave a pen in that overnight. Or like right. for a couple of days or whatever. It's just like yeah, this it's is in use product. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So a good question, actually. I like that. Yeah, one. it is. It is. 
Uh, we'd love some more questions, by the way. Please send us some tweets or uh, in the Discord. Uh, hashtag AskTPA on Twitter, uh, question mark AskTPA in the Relay FM members Discord, or email them to hello at penaddict.com because we have to. We might be pre-recording an episode in the next couple yes. of weeks, so having a bunch of AskTPA would be great for that. So please, please send them in. If you've got any questions, or if you want to hear us talk about anything specifically, it doesn't have to just be a question to be like, hey, I want to know more about this. So mm-hmm. hashtag AskTPA on Twitter or question mark AskTPA in the Relay FM members. Discord. Uh, thank you so much to Squarespace and Pen Chalet for the support of this episode. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com and spokedesign.com. Uh, Brad is also penaddict on Instagram, Dowdyism on Twitter, and you can always find uh, Brad streaming over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Uh, I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and you can find a really beautiful, fantastic journals and notebooks at cortexmerch.com. Uh, the end of the year is coming, mm-hmm. so you want to make sure you have your theme system journal. I'll just say it right now. Uh, oh, if you want one by one, if you want one by one, yeah, uh, because we do this every year. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a lot of them, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, cool. No. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next time. Uh, until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>